let's talk about dot 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 so in this week's episode i'm actually going to be doing kind of an update not on anything personal or anything like that but a while back um i mean like i guess may and i'm pretty sure it was like november i actually created two episodes called uh movie slash show slash book recommendations which was made on january 4th and then i made another episode called rating and recommending the books that i read this year I didn't really know if really what to do like for this episode, but I just decided after like a quick consideration I guess, I decided that this episode would be kind of a fun time to just add new additions to those books, to those movies, to the shows, because over the past like few months I've actually been um, of course like going into new books, watching new movies, watching new shows. Um, of course, like always, I will give a trigger warning if any show is like difficult for people or might have like possible triggers, uh, and especially books too, because some of these books are uh, have some heavy topics. Uh, but let's get into it. And right before we do, I just want to give a quick reminder to follow the Instagram account set up. As always, it's in the description. Um, but it's essentially let's talk about podcast with periods in between and no other punctuation. So let's get into this. So I want to give a quick little, sorry, I'm like flying around a little bit. I want to give a quick kind of reminder that this is simply my opinion. Um, I know that in relations to the book I'm going to talk about in literally just a second, it's kind of controversial because I've met a lot of people who love this book. Um, you know, like I got this book recommendation actually from uh, TikTok and like this series and the comments they all love this i personally did not so just remember that these are kind of my opinions and i will go i'm going to be starting out with the writing books uh and recommending them that i've read so far this year okay i have to like take off the paper cover so i'm doing this asmr perfect okay so the first book is Good Girl, Bad Blood by Holly Jackson. Now, let's just say that it was extremely embarrassing enough to bring this to school because the title is, um, how do I say, interesting. And I remember, like, I was taking testing and I brought my book to, like, read when I finished. And my, uh, my table partner just kept laughing and I was kind of embarrassed, but also I was laughing along with him, so it was fine. Okay, now, I'm pretty sure that when I made this original episode I talked about like rating it on five different scales the cover the characters the plot the setting and the author style now just for a recap um mainly with the author style I don't like this author her name is Holly Jackson so I don't like this author um this book was written by Holly Jackson and I think that She's technically skilled, like she can write a novel and decently keep me hooked. However, I think that she tries to incorporate too many different writing forms and it gets to a point where it's just so difficult to actually comprehend. Uh, like I, you know, this book was interesting, it had a great hook, it had a great ending, but I think that she tried to incorporate too many things into one that it actually didn't work out as well as she thought it would. 
Uh, and I also relate this to her first, first book, which was, or the first book in the series, really, which is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, which I did review. So this is the second book, and there's a third one. I will not be reading it. Um, just because I kept, I like, I read this one because I felt guilty for not finishing a series, but after this book, I think I have left the idea of feeling any guilt. Okay, <laughs> that's my idea of the author style. I would give it a 2 out of 5. Now, the cover art. The cover art is not bad. I got the one with like, because I'm pretty sure there's different styles. It's just a pair of broken headphones and some tape that says, know the name and who it's by. It seems, sorry, one sec. And you stop playing with it. It seems very plain and very, um, I wouldn't say aesthetic, more like relate. It relates to the book really well, but because, actually, no, I'm not gonna say but because. I would give it like a three out of five. I think it's cool. I think that the only thing that could have been different is, um, like, I don't understand why there's tape on it because it looks like masking tape and it's like has the uh, title on it. I don't understand that. Um, maybe I just forgot what it signifies. So the next thing that I will be reading, and sorry, like my voice changed something here to play to my laptop, um, are the characters. Now, I am going to be a bit biased or whatever. First of all, I don't necessarily like how she named the main character Pippa. Um, I think it, you know, I don't think it fits, to be honest, um, so that's there. Um, I don't necessarily like Pippa or Pip because I think that her character development just wasn't there, like, I think that, uh, the writer tried to make her, like, developmentally, like, okay, I'm not gonna put myself through this again. Uh, because in the first book she had like a lot of mental trauma, but I don't think that she accomplished that, and I think that just was not a great person, or was written like a great person. Um, Robbie, he's Pip's boyfriend, or girlfriend, wait, he's Pip's boyfriend, yes. Okay, I like him, you know, I don't really get anything special from him, but... I don't know, he's kind of normal. He's not like overly very, he's not really really mean or really really sweet. He's like kind of middle ground I feel like. Um, and he just not really development so I can't, like I don't think I can rate him properly. Uh, you will hear me like kind of going through the pages because I also need to find out who else. Oh, um, Stanley Forbes. Uh, good character development, nothing really to say because I don't want to ruin this. Um, I think the last one would be, like, Jamie, what's his name again? Jamie Reynolds, like, I don't know. It, uh, I can't really write him on characters, but I think that in all, I would give characters mm, 2 out of 5. The next one is plot. The plot was really good, I will admit. The plot, um, you know, it was captivating, so I'll give it a 4 out of 5. The one thing that they could have done better was... Just, I don't know, I feel like I could have connected it to Andy Bell more because I felt that sequels, like, 
I don't know, like, one of us is next, the sequel to One of Us is Lying, it included a lot of, like, themes that you saw in One of Us is Lying, like, the anonymous messages, um, the death, like, all these things were so similar that you felt like it was a proper sequel, but, I don't know, sometimes I feel like you shouldn't make sequels to books if you're not gonna follow somewhat of the same storyline, or you're not gonna follow, like, that kind of idea. And I didn't necessarily like how uh, the, I guess, victim wasn't really the spotlight in the last book because I felt that it kind of made it a little bit confusing. Um, but you know what? It was a great twist at the end, so I will give it that. The last is the setting. I don't have anything to say about the setting because I felt that it was good, so I'll give it a 4 out of 5 too. You know, I felt that it was appropriate and I could imagine myself in it. Um, but again, I just got somewhat confused at certain times. So in all, I would probably rate this book about a 3 out of 5 stars. Um, I don't remember when I rated the first book, but I just don't necessarily enjoy this author or what they write, which is kind of sad because like I, a lot of people enjoy it and I wish I could have gotten into it more. The next book is Turtles All the Way Down. I just finished reading this book literally like a week ago. It took me about a couple weeks. Uh, it is... Well, I have a lot to talk about, but I'm just gonna follow the five core things. Okay, the description of Turtles All the Way Down. 16-year-old Aza has never... Wait. 16-year-old Aza never intended to pursue the mystery of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett. But there's a thousand dollar reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend, Daisy, is eager to investigate. So together they navigate the short distance of broad device that separate them from Russell Pickett's son, Davis. Aza is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective while also living with her ever, with the ever tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Okay. So, there we go. One, the cover. Um, it's a little bit basic, but I also think it does well, like, because it's a spiral and then just the kind of title. I think it does well explaining kind of like the uh, the preface of the book, like the spiral or just getting smaller and smaller and smaller is tightening. The title of the book would make sense, like, when you're like 200 pages in. Um, the overview. Okay, so I think the overview is a little bit misleading. Um, it is about finding a fugitive billionaire, but it's mainly about what she struggles with, which is actually anxiety. Aza has severe anxiety. Um, she develops obsessive habits. She has to deal with a lot of trauma, and she's she's kind of what yeah, she's just really anxious all the time. She can't stop thinking, and I think that. That was, that was the main theme of the book, um, just her constant thinking, her constant struggle, um, and I think that the description made it seem as if the constant, or like the main theme, is her trying to find this fugitive, which, I, yeah, that's just misleading, but I'm not going to say that I didn't enjoy it, because Aza's struggle with anxiety and thoughts and like this compulsiveness, and it's honestly just a really great look into what it's a really great feel what it's like to like have these kind of thoughts. Um, I think he portrayed it, or John Green, like, out there. 
I think John Gray portrayed it in honestly an amazing way that it's true. It's not like he didn't glamorize it at all, which is what a lot of authors tend to do is glamorize depression, anxiety, OCD. They glamorize all these struggles and John Gray doesn't do that at all. He actually portrays them accurately and he actually shows what it's like to have a really bad day and struggle with anxiety. Um, he shows the difficult it is to socialize and to have this idea and I think one thing that really stuck with me is how um, later in the book you'll read about how Daisy feels like with having a friend who struggles with anxiety which is really interesting because I never thought of it at that point of view I guess um, so yeah sorry I got into like the plot so the plot okay cover of 4 or 5 plot 5 out of 5 um Maybe even 4.5 out of 5 just because it didn't necessarily follow what uh, the description said, but it was still great. Okay, characters. Mm, I'd give it a 4 out of 5. Aza, I think independently she would get a 5 out of 5. But with Daisy and Davis, like, Davis was kind of portrayed as like someone who also struggled with anxiety. Think, or like struggle with like the trauma not knowing how to socialize but like he seemed to do it a little bit differently I don't know um so that's what I think would kind of bring it down to like 4.5 or no a 4 out of 5 setting the setting was really great actually like I understood everything like I could imagine Alma's home I could imagine Davis's home which is difficult because of like he's a billionaire it's huge um so 5 out of 5 author style. Now sometimes I felt that John Green incorporated too many complex elements considering this book is like written for like 12 to 17 year olds but I think that his style is amazing because in the parts where she's like obviously struggling with intrusive thoughts and um just like the never-ending constant thoughts that you can't control like you can actually feel it because he switches um, you know, he goes to italicize, and it's also like, it's very obviously pushing, which is something that you feel when you have these thoughts and anxiety. So I would give Doctor Style 5 out of 5, and my overall book rating would definitely be, again, like a 5 out of 5, because it's, uh, it's, it's just such a good book, I definitely would recommend it. Um, and I'm actually currently reading Lula Liars, uh, I'm not gonna review it because I'm only like, a 30, 50 pages in, and I'm not necessarily enjoying it as much as I want to, um, but yeah. So that's me continuing that part, um, or that episode, and now we're going to be doing the movie and show and, uh, song recommendations. Now, um, the first movie, well, movies, this is like the only one that I wrote down, was the Fast and Furious series. Um, I recently got into them and they're really good like i i hate cars like i don't care what car again in the future i'm not into flashy ones but after a while you'll realize that the f series is not really about um that it's not necessarily all about cars like they have heists they have really great characters um and that's why i enjoy it so i definitely would recommend that i have not seen the ninth one yet but i really want to but I've seen all the other ones previous, except for like the side ones. Like, one sec, there's a plane going by. 
Okay, that's linked to the lobby, but it's not even done yet, but I'm gonna continue recording so I won't have to edit this that much. Um, shows, okay. So, two of the shows that I'm recommending are K-dramas, if you don't know, it's Korean dramas, and I have to read the subtitles because I'm learning Korean, but I'm not, like, of course, fluent and can't understand that much. But these shows were so good. The first one is called Startup, and, um, it's kind of like... I feel like it's known to be kind of like what brings people in. It's kind of like the- okay. Why do I see the same kind of like? It's a very basic K-drama, meaning that it's what a lot of people- if you're just starting to watch a K-drama, it's most likely like the one you're going to watch. Um, it was an amazing series, literally. Um, the twist, the plot, I- I loved it. Like, it was so captivating and, um, like, so K-dramas are really different from American TV, like, American TV episodes are like 30 to 40 minutes long, K-dramas are an hour and 15 minutes long, uh, they can be like, comedies are normally 30 minutes, but like, um, if you're planning on watching these like, dramas, uh, they're like, hours long, so that's kind of one disclaimer, but it want, like, it kept one I kept wanting to watch more because it was just so good. I definitely would recommend this. The next show is kind of like another kind of basic Korean drama that I'm watching currently. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm only like six episodes in, but I would already recommend it. It's called Love Alarm. So, uh, wait. Okay. It's essentially like there's this app called Love Alarm. And what it is, is on this app, you essentially kind of link it to your heart, and then you can see if it, someone ten, in like a 10 meter radius loves you. It's, and it's just such a good show so far. Like, I've heard the second season is not that great, which is honestly kind of why I'm watching it, because I really want to see what it's like. But so far it's really good, and I really think that you should watch it, sorry. And then actually it's Marcus Ladybug. It is such a good show, I recommend it. I don't want to explain it because, one, I think it's better just going in with no expectations, um, but I can give you like a brief idea, which is essentially there's two superheroes in France, which are both two teenagers, and they're like saving the day while falling in love, blah, blah, um, and they have to keep their identity secret from each other, and it's just a really great show, I recommend it. Uh, the only disclaimer, I guess, is that the seasons will kind of feel like the idea of each episode's repeating, but they still hurt a lot at the end of it. So the next, the last thing I'm going to talk about is song recommendations. Um, and yeah, they're going to be K-pop because I, I literally got into this K-pop thing. Um, you know, like, I've, I don't know why, like, honestly. So the first one is called Mild Story by IU. It's like kind of a sad song, but it's also really good. And it starts, it kind of starts off with like a hook, I guess. The next one is, um, oh come on, where is it? Oh, it's called Fun by Promise Nine. This song went like viral on TikTok, and it's just a really, it's kind of, it's like good, it's interesting and whatnot. Um, it's like kind of. Uh, what's it called? Like, pumping, I guess? I don't know. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Um, it's kind of more like this month. I will admit that I have not been posting as regularly as I wanted to. Uh, I sincerely appreciate all the support that I get. And have a great rest of the day or night or whatever you are. Thank you. Bye.